it's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And good afternoon, friends of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Are you ready for another local and live show with all things Catholic? I am. I'm ready. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today here on Rise and Walk. Uh, Julie, what have you got going on today on the show? Well, we've got a packed show. We always have a packed show. In fact, sometimes we talk about how it should really be like a three or four hour show, but our guest is contesting (laughs) that. So we're already in, we already know that's not going to happen. (laughs) But today we've got a really great guest in studio today. She's a sweet friend of ours. She's a great supporter of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Her name is Teresa Morris, and she has recovered from COVID. So today's show is all going to be all about COVID close up. Say that five times oh, fast. Oh, wow, I love that. And, and how her Catholic faith really helped her, encouraged her, supported her. We're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about vaccines. We're not going to talk about anything other than how her Catholic faith really helped her and just her personal experience going through COVID. So it's going to be really, really awesome. We're very grateful she was willing to come on the show today. And so don't miss out on what's going to happen next. You can't next. say that we paid her to come on the show. We did Please not pay her. That, we that's, might that's pay her later with brownies. I don't know. We can figure something out. Um, some love in that. <laughs> um, but we obviously want to get praying really quickly. In fact, I was trying to update my... Uh, my script here because we had needed to add another priest to the mix. Oh, um, goodness. I want to make sure we keep in my, in prayer all those that have been infected by COVID, which is basically everybody. Yeah. Uh, but specifically those that have uh, contracted it, that have tested positive, that are going through it. Um, of course, I'm always uh, advocating for more prayers for our priests. Father Richard Samore is dealing with it. Uh, Father Ed Hoff, Monsignor Patrick Ragsdale of the Shrine of St. Padre Pio, mm-hmm. Monsignor Mike. Uh, Yarbrough. We just heard uh, he's got it. Yes, too, so. Pat and Sylvia Villarreal. Pat himself yes, is is is, Pat. is struggling pretty tough, but but plowing through it because so many people are praying, praying, Absolutely. praying. They got a, a good prayer team praying for them, and of course for the repose of the souls of those that have passed away, like our West Texas general manager Armando Sanchez and others that have that have contracted it. Absolutely, and, and God bless Armando. And it's so important to keep those people in mind who've passed away from it. Um, whether it was complications from it or uh, something related to it. And also to remember those who have lost them, uh, loved ones or friends, know someone, almost everybody nowadays knows someone who's had it, knows someone who had a very bad experience with it, maybe even possibly died from it. And so everyone should be, as I'm sure they are, keeping those people in their prayers, pleading to God for the end to this um, situation, but also for the protection of Our Lady, Our Lord, and St. Joseph on those people. Because remember, as I say every show, God is in control. Absolutely, God is in control. He decides, and we should not be afraid. So this is something I really want to get into talking with Teresa about because I think there's a spirit of fear right now going around in the world and and to a certain extent rightly so because it is very scary the unknown is scary and we as human beings uh, tend to think about uh, wanting to be in control of everything and maybe um, worry when we don't know when something's known so this is a great topic for today because we really have to remember God is in control at all times Gotta remember All that. Times. We should plaster that on a t-shirt or bumper sticker or something like that. So we begin our show today, of course, keeping in mind that we are in the year of St. Joseph. Woo-hoo. And we ask for his powerful intercession <clears throat> on this day, and I gotta say, and every day. So folks, if you please join me in this prayer, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. To you, O blessed Joseph, do we come in our <clears throat> afflictions, and having implored the help of your most holy spouse, we confidently invoke your patronage also. Through that charity, oops, sorry, press the button. Through, uh, through that charity, 
which bound you to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God and through the paternal love with which you embrace the child Jesus, we humbly beg you graciously to regard the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood and with your power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, defend the chosen children of Jesus Christ. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be kind to us and from heaven assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness. As you once rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Shield, too, each one of us by your constant protection, so that, supported by your example and your aid, we may be able to live piously, to die in holiness, and to obtain eternal happiness in heaven. Amen. Amen. St. Philomena. Pray for us. Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for, pray us. for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, some of you all may, may be wondering where that prayer came from. Actually, that's the official prayer of the year of St. Joseph. To you, O blessed Joseph. And I think I say this correctly. Ad te beate Joseph. Which was composed by Pope Leo XIII in his 1889 encyclical, Quam Quam Plurius. I think I said that right. Yes. And the Holy Father asked that it be added to the end of the rosary, especially during October, the month of the Holy Rosary. And of course, his prayers got a, uh, attached to it a partial indulgence. Uh, should you wish to look up more information, yeah, I'm sure you can find it. Woo! Love that prayer. It was um, a great prayer. But, but, I was thinking about a million things while you were praying. That I know. About I know. Him being the terror of demons, being the patron of the Universal Church. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm it just sure so excited is. about this year, St. Joseph. I can't wait to get Father Donald Calloway on the show and talk more about him. Yes. I think every person should grow in love and devotion to St. Joseph. Amen. 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 Um, and I got to toss this in there, you know, a little addition to the script. This coming Wednesday, Julie and I are going to be celebrating our 25th anniversary. We can't say, even believe it. I should. I, I have my script here. Twenty-five <laughs> years of wedded bliss, right, Julie? That's Absolutely. What it's been. <laughs> Every moment has been incredibly glorious and filled with such complete joy. <laughs> and our guest is laughing. I love it. <laughs> it's been amazing. As many people know, we've known each other since we were six years old. We were married in 1996 after a year of engagement. And um, our kids are looking forward to seeing what people who are 25 years married act like on their day of anniversary. <laughs> I can tell you that in this weird time of the world when, you know, people are not going out as much, you're not doing stuff, it does kind of affect your willingness to, you know, maybe go out and celebrate. But we are always of the mindset that our kids come first in the celebration. It's a, a unit of our um, intimate family first. <laughs> and uh, then we go out and celebrate. And we, the Reinas are known to celebrate quite well, actually. So what? we will make sure and party and party well. But um, we appreciate all your prayers. Please pray for us because God is very good and God puts us in situations all the time where our our marriage and our family are always attacked because we're working in the vineyard. Amen. So please, God, bless, Woo. bless, pray for our, our marriage and, and thank God for Richard Reina. <laughs> 
in our marriage. And my wife, Julie Reyna. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> because I'm watching Facebook here and I see Pat uh, uh, Basile and Dave Yay, are both Pat. watching this. Anna Maria Carmona is watching this right now. Hi, Yay, how you doing? Anna. Susana Maris Trevino is watching right now. So Yay. we're pretty thrilled with all y'all. Susana. God bless y'all. Whoa, I like saying her name. Uh, I understand more people are going to be tuning in. So, uh, <laughs> so happy anniversary, Julie. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you very much. Amen. Say her, I love you too. Say <laughs> if I don't say that, if I know. If you don't say it back, <laughs> so man, are you going to uh, On here. So, woo. Oh, yeah. Oh, I already got comments. Did somebody say party? Uh-oh. Oh, um, yeah. So Street yesterday, party, <laughs> yesterday sure. we celebrated the baptism of the Lord. And what Absolutely. a beautiful day it was, yes. even though it was kind of soupy weather out there, kind of cold. Well, you know weather. what? I was thinking about it. It was very uh, perfectly providential for it to be wet. Here we were talking about the baptism of our Lord. Here we have water as the form that we use for baptism. I was thinking to myself, as as Letty Spain sang, rain down, know, rain I down, I thought to myself, <laughs> she's just perfectly she providential is. about her music. And the baptism of the Lord is a perfect opportunity for God to rain down his, his grace upon us, and we need it right now. Amen. Amen. So much. And then we also gathered for, it's one of the, one of the feast days, of course, because it was Sunday, you don't know, celebrate the feast day, but right. of St. Philomena, her birthday feast. And Absolutely. we had about 40, 50 people yeah. afterwards. Amazingly, uh, you know, I really didn't think we were going to have, but maybe our family there because I would have completely understood the weather was crazy. And I thought, wow, people are going to brave the weather and everything. But you know what? They were braving the weather because they wanted to go see Jesus and they wanted to attend Holy Mass. And I, <laughs> I love that. So we, we had the Arch Confraternity of St. Philomena of San Antonio, which is the organization that our family uh, leads. And, and this is the 14th year of this organization being hosted at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. We are always very, very grateful to all the priests that have come before and now our, our wonderful shepherd, Father Antonio. And so we were very graced to once again meet for one of the three feast days. And we met because yesterday was her birthday. Yes. So we didn't get to stand outside like we always do. I think this might be the first time we've ever not been able to stand in front of her statue. Usually the skies have parted and we've been able to pray. This time we didn't, but we prayed indoors and we sang happy birthday to her. Amen. So happy birthday, St. Philomena. So awesome. I loved it. It was it was quite <laughs> awesome. And, uh, you know, I wanted everybody to see, you know, a little prideful comment, all the work that you and I and Elijah have done with the garden there for St. Philomena. Yeah, we've been planting up a storm. And my prayer is that in the spring, everything's going to look lovely and lush. And we planted things that hopefully will survive all winter long every year. So it's going to be something that... Started from a little bit nothing, and hopefully will be beautiful and lush in the years to come. So, Amen. And I do have to jump in here with a quick, um, what's what I call this, uh, uh, breaking news. Side note. The um, Texas Rally for Life is going virtual. Wow, uh, you know, cool. Uh, the, uh, the official statement here is uh, the Texas Rally for Life in Austin will be on January 23rd. It's going virtual. There will be a car rally in Austin around the Capitol. And oh, that's the, cool. Yeah, the route uh, will include... Passing a stage of speakers whose speeches will be broadcast via webinar and the radio there locally in Austin. And I'm sure you can find an online version of it as well. Uh, The MC will be Abby Johnson. A lot of y'all know who she is. And there will not be an in-person gathering on the Capitol grounds nor around the stage in Austin. Um, Houston will be one of the cities, though, that's going to be highlighted uh, via live uh, webinar there. uh, In the Texas-wide, I should say, virtual event. Uh, Texas, of course, is pro-life. And you can get the details regarding how to be involved within your vehicle in Austin at TexasRallyForLife.com. 
dot O-R-G. And I'm sure when we bring out Teresa in just a few minutes, she'll share with me one more information with her discussion with about her discussion with Joe Poyman about that. So don't forget, it's, it's going to happen really quickly. That's pretty cool. And it's really creative. And I'm just imagining with all the other things we've seen where you go in cars and you're tooting your horns and you're swinging your flags. And tooting your own horn. It's going to be really, really cool. I mean, the idea that we can all line up. I mean, you're still being present. You're being visible. You're making a statement. You're gathering with groups of mind like like-minded people. And the idea idea that you can still gather plus you can have a uh, virtual and you can hear what the speakers are going to say Amen. that's brilliant leave it up to people to be creative during these times of you know oh yeah you got to be no doubt um <laughs> and of course the last little psa announcement we've got our car raffle going on right now folks Yay, and the car this year mercedes-benz mercedes-benz mercedes gla 250 that i'm sure you'd look wow. dapper in driving in that vehicle of course tickets are 25 dollars a piece or five for a hundred dollars We'll be doing more live remotes in the area. Last week, we were at uh, Alpha Omega uh, uh, bookstore, bookstore, gift store, that's right. uh, off the, the Southeast Military. And we were also at Zito's Italian Deli. I know. Did um, you eat something, honey? Yeah, I did. All right. He always takes care of me. <laughs> yummy. I was thinking, ooh, Richard Rayner's going to eat something yummy. Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, folks, in January, February, we do this raffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sell the raffle tickets. And then on, on March 5th this year. And what a cool thing. You can actually say, I won a car for $25. If you yeah. actually, if you buy one ticket, which is totally a possibility. No, no, no. Make them buy five. But if you'd like to, you can buy five. And then you can still say, I won a car for $100. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, yes, and I'm really interested to know what the winner, what color the winner chooses. Because yeah. I hope it's that Holy Spirit Mercedes red. Mercedes Benz got to be those. sweet. Yes, it is. Sweet Ooh, ride. Joan Meany's uh, tuning in right now, too. <laughs> Yay, wow, Joan. you must have got him. Um, so with that, let's Let's get right to our Yeah, let's get, because Teresa's here giggling at all the things we're saying, and I feel like (laughs) it's important to bring her on, because she, like me, can talk. She's a nervous laugh, I'm loving it. We can talk for, like, forever, right? We're going to make this a seven-hour show. There's Teresa on Facebook Live. Yay. So, Teresa Morris, welcome to Rise and Walk. We're really grateful that you said yes in the wee hours of which day we won't mention, because then you'll be obviously aware of how off-the-cuff we are on this show. But we want to thank you for coming, and thank you for being alive, because when I heard from Richard Reyna that you had COVID. We are like, okay, well, I am on it. We are praying and we are going to just shower her in prayer and love and support. And we want to know how it all happened. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to contact trace people and tell me exactly <laughs> what moment you got the germ or how it happened and the, the moment you felt the virus. But I'm curious to know how in the, it, we were talking about this prior to the show beginning there's so much going on right now and it's been around now for a while and when you get that positive of i have covid which i'm assuming that you did because i would imagine that's why you say you had covid (laughs) there's all this stuff that comes all this baggage that comes with it and we want to talk about the spiritual side of surviving something like this and we're not saying that you were ever at death's door or that, you know, you were disabled beyond compare, especially compared to those people that we we're praying for today. But tell us a little bit about what it felt like, you know, experientially and spiritually to be told, okay, Teresa Morris, you have COVID. Hit it. What? <laughs> how, how did that feel? Were you just like, oh, okay, well, I'll be all right. Or were you just like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah I what did that feel like? Yeah. I'm definitely always a dun, Did dun, you dun, begin so. writing your memoirs immediately <laughs> upon receiving the <laughs> results? 
I was tired, so that's the problem then. Okay. You can't really write much or think like that. Okay, I so was, you were already feeling symptoms? I was, yes. And that, okay. I mean, that was the reason I went and got tested. Basically, I okay. couldn't smell. And so okay. I, I usually have a very amazing sense you of smell. Really? Sense of well, smell. see, now that's not something that's going to tick me off because I, Richard's always saying, I, I, do you smell this? And I'm like, no, is there gas? Are we going to blow up or what's going on? So you have a great sense, sense of, of smell. smell. And so I thought I had allergies. I'm okay. a very bad cedar allergy person. And I thought okay. it's this time of the year, you know, maybe I'm just exhausted it was christmas right after christmas and i ended up smelling something that i couldn't smell and i realized uh there's something going on here wow you can tell him it was chinese food from that place and did the the first thing that come to your mind was covid Um, when you thought oh my goodness yeah yeah. because i know you well enough to know to think okay in Teresa morris's mind what did she think of when she said, I can't smell, well, she, that, grabbed, that was it, she grabbed it, the edges yeah. of the table and she went, dun, dun, dun. But the problem was that I was going to be going to Mass. So this is this will even, actually, just considering how many similarities we have with your life. Yes. This has also been last year, our 25th wedding anniversary. Yay. And I okay, waited. so you're one, are you trying yeah. to tell us that you're one year wow. ahead of actually, us? Actually, I'm like so three months ahead of you. We're like, yeah. okay. I am. Okay. I'm just right. a little ahead. Okay. So Rub it in, why don't you? Because it was in October, <laughs> and because I'm even later than you are about things, okay. I wanted to get a blessing by the priest Excellent. at our church. And Excellent. On, on Christmas Eve, I realized there's only more one more weekend left. Ooh, so I went up beautiful. at Little Flower, because that's where we are at the Basilica, and Father Gregory was very accommodating, and they said Aww. they could do it on that Sunday. And so I was very excited about possibly being able to be at that Mass with my husband and having a beautiful. blessing. Beautiful. They wanted us to go up and have our blessing. Well, it just turned out that on Saturday, so this was Christmas Eve, was Thursday night. So Friday, I was tired out. It was Christmas Day. Saturday, I was even more tired out. And then I just started feeling like this allergy is kind of weird. I better stay home on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I texted Father Gregory, who's very kind, and 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 then I watched it on on the on the streaming and found uh-huh. out that <clears throat> Father Sam Anthony, who's the priest that said the mass that day, was um, going to give us a blessing anyway. And he said it on. And oh, I was so I was really? in my room That's watching. Very it. sweet. I was watching it streaming while my husband and children were at the mass, and he gave a beautiful Aww. blessing. Said to take it home to me. I'm crying in my bed, and I don't know yet that I have COVID, but I'm just making sure that no one gets sick if I happen wow. to be sick. So that day went through, and then on Monday, I went and got tested and found out it was positive. So now, how did you odd... get tested? I'm very curious, because people have told stories about the swab being slightly invasive to your brain. It, it, they did a very nice job. Uh, okay. We are also military, so I had to go through the BAMSI system, okay. which is actually very accommodating. They go in a car. Okay. I don't have to get out of my car. You just okay. drive through the parking lot. Okay. And then they question you and you answer the question. And as soon as you say, I can't smell, they said, oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so wow. you just keep going along and then they agree. Oh, yes, we will give you a test. Wow. And, so and someone did. in a space age suit yes, stands outside yes, your car. Is. I'm just, a, I'm a very imaginative person. So I'm envisioning yes, the yes. process as you yes. just explain it. And, that, you know, somebody completely very, dressed yeah, in like someone yeah, from the yeah, movie Outbreak. It, it is. Reaches into your window. Yeah. And sticks and something in your nose. Both, and both stirs noses. your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I says, didn't go that far "Okay, in. good. I think That's realized, good." You know, when I think the later that I've had, you know, I, I'm eight, nine months late into this, so mm-hmm. thank God, because by now they've realized they don't to have point. to. They don't have to do things as yes. aggressively no. I think, okay. as they've done. Good. So I remember hearing that at the beginning, how yes. how aggressive it was. So. Again, thank God he took okay. care of me there as well. So I go off on my merry way, and um, I'm find sure you out. weren't merry. Were you freaking out as you drove back and forth? <laughs> well, cause... I was tired, and I was like, "Gosh, okay. I had to drive all the way down here because I live a distance from there." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, this is kind of crazy to have to do this." So, yeah. Now, was I'm there also, a line? Yeah, was it not inst- too instant results? I mean, how does that work? No, no, it was later on in the day. I found out probably like it was supposed to be the next day. Oh, oh actually, is- we looked online, so we actually didn't even get you get a phone call. They they do it nicely. They tell you we'll give you a phone call if it's positive, it's negative. You won't hear from so us. You're like. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Good. well, phone. <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, I have six kids. Only four of them were home at the time. Actually, we had five at home, and I was taking one away to go off to her work where she is in New York. Okay. Oh, I yeah. can wow. talk about that. Cool. Yeah, so that cool. was an interesting story because she was going off to New York City. She's working as a volunteer in a wonderful program that's a Catholic teaching program for um, underprivileged children up there. It's called Seton. Wow. Maria. It, it's a great program if anybody has an opportunity to look into that i recommend it because it's very to know that there are college educated kids out there that are volunteering their years to help teach kids that needed in underprivileged areas so that's all very cool teresa except that new york city is of course a very scary place right now right and also the way they 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 go about allowing people to come back into the city okay so that she had to be tested before she left so after i got tested i went and tested her at a cvs so i'm testing her to take her to the airport, and she's then concerned about how in the world is she going to get on that plane if she finds out she's positive. Well, it's a quick test. They call her and tell her she's negative. Okay. So she gets on the plane, and so she's negative, going to New York City. I go home, find out I'm positive. She's now concerned in New York City. Several days later, she doesn't have any symptoms, but they're also requiring that they test again. So she okay. tests again, and she finds out she's positive. No way! So she's really? positive, but with no symptoms. Okay. So then she's quarantined off, and then my husband wouldn't tell me. Because, again, <laughs> when you're talking about the worry factor of a human being, okay, yes. you know, of a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably like a 20. So I mean, if you get the 1 so to 10 So you're more people, of a worrier than a warrior. That's right. I'm okay. a W-O-O-R-R-I-E-R. Yes, or I she's a warrior warrior. I could be a warrior warrior. That would be a... Very good. You got so that all copyright works that, along with that. Teresa. Anyway, thank you. So in the meantime, so Rebecca goes off to New York City, finds out she's positive. I find out later they stick her in some convent in the, some wow. part of the city. Wow. And yeah, they, it's just the way they were able to uh, quarantine these kids mm-hmm. that came back and were in those positions. So, But they had, I guess, something going on that was okay for them. I I just tried not to think about it, which okay. was another whole deal about the spiritual side sure. of my time in Well, I guess bedroom. if you're going to be quarantined, a convent is a pretty darn... Great place to go. You have a daughter so. in the convent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, pretty fantastic. Sad, a lot of those nuns have unfortunately either passed away or no longer. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So I don't okay. know what I didn't order think about it was. That side. But, okay. but the side that was good is that she was in a safe place. And there's a church nearby and, you know, hopefully yeah. nobody could get in there. So I just thought about yeah. the possibilities. So anyway, okay. she is fine and dandy. And she's actually now already back in her little home there in the Bronx getting ready to in fact, probably start teaching today. But they're also doing it remote. So unfortunately, they're not getting to do the full effect of teaching that they were supposed to do. But it's wow. going to take time to get back to that, too, because of the way the state of New York is with all of those wow. things. So that's so how long issue. did it take for you to find out you were positive? Oh, probably four hours. Four so, hours? Wow. Yeah. That's so I found that I went in at, oh, I probably went in at eight. So maybe it was seven hours. It was probably about two or three in the afternoon. Okay. But I was already just sitting in my room. Okay. I'm so during here. the time, let's talk about this from yeah, a spiritual this one I get perspective. To. Okay. During the time between the testing and the results, <laughs> what was going through your mind from a Catholic perspective, okay, so you're saying, okay, I know my faith, I love my faith, I live my faith. And then you went, ah, and you screamed and you went, please, well, Jesus, I think don't let me have it. Yeah, or yeah, or what think, did you do? Well, I think God is very gracious to me of because course. for some reason he gives me these adrenaline rushes at the moments when things okay. are the most panicky. So okay. I'd already started probably the day before with the I can't smell. And then I get this blessing on TV and I'm thinking, Which oh, awesome. it's over. I mean, I'm done. <laughs> if I'm getting blessed and by a priest. And this is all getting a blessing. That's fantastic. Oh, it must, I mean, be, if I'm must mean doom. A virtual blessing. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, the priest said my name, which is not, I didn't even know he knew me. This is over. So That's I just hilarious. went from that to, okay, God's in control. I've lived a good Did life. Did you lay on your bed with your crucifix already? Just good. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually, but I'm saying the adrenaline was there. I was like, gosh, if I'm going to go, it's not a bad way to go. That's but funny. it's still kind of like, I just want it to be easy. You know, not super. Oh, I was most worried, actually. I'm sure everybody is about getting into one of those hospital sure. beds and having those. Sure. And I, I had prayed, unfortunately, for a wonderful cousin of ours that passed away in, in the summer. Really? So and you actually know somebody who's yes. passed away? Yes. Someone yes. close and to I, you? Yes. And okay. I, I mean, I hadn't been very close to that family in a while, okay. but I was praying along with their, their his brothers and sisters and and I talked to the parents, and it was just such a sad. I mean, he was only a couple years older than I am, and it, it was down in Brownsville wow, and all wow, that wow. stuff was going on in the valley. And so it, it was very clear to me that this can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter your age or, you know, there are a few conditions, I'm sure, that are more prevalent. Uh, they are, <laughs> okay. obviously, and I can go on about, and that's not necessary. But I'm saying that the prayer life to me uh, has been essential since. Okay, so that's that. exactly what I was thinking to myself. Yes. So initially, the practical part, especially of a mom. Yes clicks in and you start switching that and you're like, okay, I got to quarantine. I got to do this. You know, you kind of knew the scenario of what you need to do as far as like isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. What part? Okay. So then we go to the spiritual part, right? Immediately. What did you think of? Okay. I want to start doing this spiritually. I I need to blend. Was your every thought a prayer? Were you, were you distracted enough that really what you were doing was just like thinking about Jesus talking to Jesus and Our Lady and just really, you know, like going there? Or did you suddenly get into this pattern where it was like you decided, because I know you're that yeah. kind of person, did you decide, okay, I'm going to pray a rosary like every, you know, blah, blah, blah. Did you do that? No, I, did, no, I didn't do that. I know that. Yeah, I'm asking because I don't know that. No, I, I did you didn't. you do that? I think I had, I'm, a, I'm sort of a very practical person as okay. well as a very spiritual person. So okay. I, and one of the things I did was I drank a lot of water. And okay. I know that sounds, but those were the issues in my head were what, how Stay can hydrated. I try to live? Yeah. Because I do want to live. Mm-hmm. And then how can I make sure that if I'm not going to live, that I'm ready to go where I'm supposed to go? Because these oh, are two Teresa. essential parts of what I'm doing right now. And I've done this all my life. So it's not, in fact, I just noticed today, I still have my Jesus, I trust in you sign Very on my door, there which we started in Lent. And of course, it's been going on now forever. Of course. Amen. That's the awesome. divine mercy. But I realized that that's, I'm not paying attention to it that much anymore, of but course. it's there. And uh-huh. I've, you know, I've had just these different you know, I, I do focus on my rosary a lot. And, okay. and actually, that is my go-to when I start to get very, very frazzled. Okay. And then when I calm down and know that that's, I need to get making sure that I know that Our Lady is taking care of me, which she mm-hmm. has and, and continues to do. Okay. But there was, even before I even had gotten there, I, I was very tired at a certain point. And I think it was the night after Christmas night, maybe. But it, I ended up, I had a uh, little prayer book on St. Joseph's Cloak. Which Ooh. is like a novena oh, to Saint Joseph's beautiful. cloak, and it's a it's probably about ten small pages. So I went through those prayers. I went through Our Lady of Sorrows Rosary. I do this oh, very. Yes. I've done this on and on for for Immaculate a long time Ibiza, now. Right? Immaculate Ibiza's um, prayer to Our Lady of Sorrows. Our Lady of mm-hmm. Sorrows, I think, right now to me, oh, is she's probably it. That's as important the image as, we need to have in front of us. I we agree. do, we do, and I used to think. In fact, I'm from a parish with, with Our Lady of Sorrows in McAllen, mm-hmm. and I I've always known Our Lady of Sorrows as being Our Lady of Sorrows, but it never really occurred to me other than it just seems so sad, and I don't really want to think about it. I know. But once I've done this. Prayer for so long this last couple of years since I've gotten to know more about Immaculate's meditation, her little booklet on it. Mm-hmm. It just has become so real that Our Lady had to suffer so much. Yes. And so when I think of my sufferings, it all just kind of goes away. It's almost like I, I tell people mm-hmm. it's like having a really intense workout, which I haven't done in a while. But <laughs> when you have an intense workout, it hurts. You're running yeah. and you really feel the, you know, it's the breathing and your legs are hurting and everything's uh-huh. really hard. 
you get out of that and you start to feel really, really good. Yeah. So I'm, that's the same type of effect I think praying the Our Lady of Sorrows rosary is for me, that I can pray it, I can feel Our Lady's suffering, and then I can think of my suffering and think, oh, it's this is nothing. I'm fine. That's tremendous so. because I've heard so many priests, especially now, now lately, mm-hmm. who have really encouraged people to learn the seven sorrows of Our Lady and really contemplate and meditate on the sorrows because yes we we are told that she stood at the foot of the cross and if all the imagery comes back from the passion of the christ movie so you Mm -hmm. think about her kissing his feet and just just wanting to die with him i want to cry just talking about it and what a beautiful thing to do because when you are afraid and scared and not feeling well What's the perfect thing to do to join yourself to the passion of Christ and the passion of Our Lady? Because they were the ones who really lived the true pain and suffering that all of us caused. Mm -hmm. And if we can put our little droplet of pain and suffering into the ocean of pain and suffering that they experienced, the amount of consolation we receive is tremendous. Did you actually feel consoled? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I I have. Now, again... I have to, it's back to my practical and, and spiritual way. I, I get these little emotional highs and then emotional lows, and, sure. and it kind of goes all over the place. But in, in the, having her as a constant, and I think I've had her before, but now I was, you know, quite more aware of this. This is all just again, if you're if you're doing something constantly, you kind of are already aware of what the effect of that uh-huh. is supposed to be for you, and you can see it, and you can sure. just feel it that much closer. So again, I think it's like a, a, just an exercise that that paid off in a way yeah. in the sense that I, I had that piece of mm-hmm. doing um, part that I needed to do. Sure. And also she was doing her part to just make sure I knew that she was with me. And and she's continuously shown me this throughout my life, but I, I really saw it um, through this time. And of course, St. Joseph's support uh, through Beautiful. these and the divine mercy. And then I had the mass. I did get to watch a couple of the um, EWTN masses, which were very wonderful. And, you know, on and on, you just keep looking for, the sources of what can give you that kind of peace to keep you looking at God and, and knowing that he's in charge of all of this. And I also have conversa- had conversations with people where um, I have a lot of family that's very concerned. And so they're very much not wanting to go out, not wanting to mm-hmm. do anything unless they've um, made sure they've been either gotten tested before they've gone mm-hmm. or people have been tested before they come in or whatever it was, especially during this Christmas time. And, um, and my way of looking at it, and I think I, I still have, well, I have that way even more now. It's just, we have to live. We do have to live. We can't just be scared. And I know we can be scared. I'm scared mm-hmm. all the time. I was scared before this. That was another kind of a joke that came out. One of my sister-in-law <laughs> said, so how are you handling this? It seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal for you. You live this way all the time. Like, I'm getting on a plane. I'm driving down the road. The child is in the car. He's driving to school. You know, I, I live this constant fear. And now here it you're, is. You're saying you live on the edge all I the time, am on Teresa. The, I, so That's I'm just, where you, you live. Know, I'm a high blood pressure person without a problem. I mean, this is the way I am. But to get COVID and think, oh, wow, this is even higher. It's like, no, it can't be that much higher. You can't wow. go higher than that high. You're always thinking something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I want to make sure that also people understand because I love that we can be joyful about this. Right. Um, I don't think we're trying to be morbid about it, but yeah, you know, no. and I love it. Uh, Julie and I, over these past few years, have grown more and more in, into grasping that God is in control of everything. everything. Yeah. Now, we, of course, have been uh, blessed with, everybody has, with free will, and mm-hmm. we influence, and we jump in there, and we make our own decisions, which some, mm-hmm. a lot of times pull away from God's will. Mm-hmm. But I realize that God's in charge of everything, and, mm-hmm. and, and having that peace about us, I think, helps 
Um, so when it comes to us joking right now and laughing and know, yeah, we are able to look back and go, wow, no, see how, how this played out, how that played out. Hindsight is twenty twenty, you know, twenty twenty year, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, it's great that we can be joyful about it, but yet still feel concerned and praying for you. Oh, you, just, yeah. you heard the list of the priests that I'm praying for that we know have COVID. Yeah, and I, I think another thing that happened too during that time, I would have these little episodes where I, I started to realize I wasn't going to get a very bad episode of this. In fact, talking to my brother and my husband today, I, I was explaining I was going to talk about COVID. I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't have anything. You had lots <laughs> well, of smell I mean, and you were tired. And haven't we learned, though, that there are all kinds of levels yes. of different experiences? And unfortunately, some people are affected so horribly yes. that it actually kills them or the effects of it do. And there's other people who have such light symptoms, they don't even know they ever had it unless they were tested. Yeah. So there's a huge gamut, yeah. just like everything else in life, right? But but I don't think it makes it any less scary once right. you get the COVID right. diagnosis. Right. There no, it is, is a part of you it that is. makes you. Yeah, you were. I would imagine everybody would be to a certain level slightly terrified. Well, and, and not only in my situation, I had my I have my youngest daughter's eleven, <clears throat> and the other one is next to her is fifteen, and they also have very vivid imaginations, and I could mm-hmm. just see just the, the fear right. they had. You worried about how and, this, and would, that's where my fear yeah. back to Mary's accompanying of Jesus mm-hmm. you just see as a mother that your own situation isn't just about you you're having to convey certain type of strength to mm-hmm. someone else when you don't have it and sure. I mean that's why I had to kind of just say okay please Lord take care of them and even my husband and you know he was doing great but it was also of course I know a stress for them because they didn't know for sure what was going to happen sure, right. they knew that there was all sorts of possibilities and um and so that was a, a big scary part of all this so but and also I had other people we knew of that either had the virus or had other medical conditions that popped up that were serious. And I mean, I remember one night I was like, I'm going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, like three different people's names came up with, he's going to the hospital. She just went in for an emergency situation Mm -hmm. and this, and it just kind of took me away. I was like, I can't even be, uh, you know, I can't even enjoy the fact that I'm going to be okay because what if these guys don't make it? And so then it became, I'm offering up whatever I'm going through. That's where I was going to go to next. I know I had to offer up. I was praying for people. I think as much as I had people praying for me, I know, Richard and Betsy and Julie, all of y'all were praying for me. And I had other friends in other places praying for me. But I also realized that of those prayers, I was thinking of these other people that were also struggling with some very big issues that I didn't even know how they were going to deal with it. And by the grace of God, it seemed like they're all kind of coming out of it as well. Of whatever this, it wasn't just COVID. So you start to realize that it doesn't even matter that we have COVID or not. A lot of times we just keep our heads down, don't look around, and you don't know the, the, the problems other people are having. But as soon as you start hearing them... It just, it makes you feel bad. Again, the body of Christ. If one person suffers, everybody suffers. Sure. And it's hard to know how to suffer at times in a way other than offering it up. Right. To, um, and, and be optimistic, not optimistic, but be be hopeful. We're supposed to be a people of hope. And right. we're not hoping in, I'm going to be well, which is a good hope, which I was hoping for too. But we're hoping in Christ because that's the only place to have right. the hope that matters. So I, I really do think it comes down again to where is the source of any of this? And it right. has to come from our faith. It cannot be yeah. coming from some, you know, non-real thing. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm blessed. I say it that way. I'm blessed to communicate with you quite a bit, whatever yeah. you text or the phone. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, and yes. We were chatting quite a bit, yes. you know, yeah. and the part that I, 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 can I say, got it kicked out of? Yeah. But I love experiencing this. Through your experience, because <laughs> it's Thanks. so much more fun for other people. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's, I live. I live. Uh, what's vicariously it called? Vicariously through, through other people. So yeah, thank you for that, Richard. Vocabulary words. Go for it. But, but when we were chatting, you know, you were talking one time about how I think you you walked half a mile or a mile oh, yeah. in your room. Yeah, in your yeah. Room. I mean, that was pretty weird. What happened was I started to. I mean, I'm 
Okay, this is weird. I don't know why God did this to me. I am actually married <laughs> to a pulmonologist. I was say. So he's a lung doctor. And yeah. I mean, this is all about the lungs. I'm like, why? <laughs> 25 years into our marriage, I find out he's... He just thought it would be funny to yeah. see you go through it because you're the warrior that you are. And he yeah. said, okay, let me give her something that's pretty well, easy. And also to know that the pulmonologist knows, hubby. knows enough, but he doesn't yes. know everything. Sure. Just like no one knows sure. everything. Did you say a lot of doesn't know everything? That is what I said. And I will say that about anybody. So honestly, this is not a, a good job. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) I do think, though, that that is the point of life. We do not know anything. We know only that God loves us. And out of that, we can do what we can do. Right. So in having uh, him around and also just knowing that my lungs were what I wanted to keep working (laughs) because lungs were what the whole thing deals with. You know, it's people on these machines and God help them all that have to deal with that. And so my my deal was if I could move, I knew that my lungs were moving. So I felt like I got to keep moving my lungs. And I wasn't sure that, you know, they were going to do as well as I wanted them to. So I was like, well, I'm, I had just gotten this little gadget that helped me know how many steps I was taking. I was like, well, Uh. let me see how this works. And so I just started to walk and I have our, our bedroom is a pretty nice size. And then there's a, a bathrooms connected to it. So I was just, I just kept going in circles. Of course I'd be on the phone or I'd be texting, which means sure. that yep. obviously I wasn't that six. <laughs> or I prayed my rosary. I mean, I prayed the rosary. I prayed the Our Lady of Sorrows chaplet. And I kept going and I got a, a, like a mile and a half in one day. And I said in that your to room. Some, in my room. Okay. So, <laughs> this, so this struck me when Richard told me this, I thought to myself, wow, the Our Lady Guadalupe pilgrimage was a oh, precursor. Yeah. Was <laughs> just a warm up. That's right. Okay. So this year, for yeah. those people who don't know, this year, Richard Reina, who has done it, how many times have you done the I pilgrimage walk? Fourth or fifth. Okay. So this was probably his fifth year of doing it. And for those of you who have never heard of it, it's a, it's a pilgrimage walk that devotees of Our Lady of Guadalupe do from one one location, Our Lady of Guadalupe in Helotus, or vice or reversed, to the Our Lady of Guadalupe in on, on the west Street. side. Yeah, on El Paso Street. On El Paso Street, which is downtown, right? And so on the west side, maybe? Or I don't yeah. know, yeah. downtown. Yeah. Okay, so every year they reverse the, uh, the direction, and you go from one to the other. And Richard's done it now for five years, and he two months before that, he said, hey, I think you should do the walk. And I thought, oh, sure, I mean... During these two months, I'm sure I can squeeze in some walking and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then as we got closer, of course, I never walked. Yeah. And so because, you know, that's what everybody does. And so as we got closer, I thought, oh, my goodness, this could be kind of scary. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk as much as I can. And we, you were one of the people that that Richard hooked and I hooked. And we said, hey, I'm going to die on the way. Home. <laughs> let's see how far we can go. And just let's see how we, long we do it. And and we, we did the classic Catholic thing, which is our lady knows how long, you know, she knows we wanted to finish the whole thing. We'll just go as far as we can go. And I remember seeing you on the path, right? Mm-hmm. And you're walking with your hubby. And we weren't able to be together. Mm-hmm. We started off at different times. And to know that we both completed it, first of all, is yeah. hilarious. 17.1 miles. 17.1 miles. And I must tell you, the last three miles were very, let's say, purgatorial. Let's yeah. say, you yeah. know, sacrificial. Yeah. Because by that point, uh, 14 miles, I was good. Yeah. Uh, we stopped for a moment to let some friends go to the restroom. And my calf seized up. And I was literally kicking it forward. And old people were passing me. And, you know, people who didn't look like they could walk. But they were looked fresh as daisies. Yeah. And Richard held my hand. And Elijah waited patiently. And we finished it. And I understand you finished 
like by yourself. Like I he, did. And you walked through like the weirdest neighborhoods yeah. and like completed it. I and did. you and I texted each other and yeah. said, I cannot believe we did I it. Know. And that's it amazing. Don't you think miracle. that this whole experience with COVID, being that you had accomplished that right before, yeah. was pretty mo- monumental. Right. And I mean, had, again, it was I didn't God's even, way of right, telling you, right. you I mean, can I, do this, I think Teresa. while I was walking in my room, I, I kind of recognized that if God had, because I was, I'm, I'm always concerned that I'm weaker than I am in all ways, <laughs> <laughs> everything, mentally, physically, sure, sure. I'm weaker. And so I just kind of thought, well, I was able to walk that. So let's see what happens now. Yeah. And so as I kept walking, it just got me that I could walk and which meant that my lungs were still moving, which meant yeah. that it was still okay. And so I kept, kind of, those are when I had my little epiphanies. I'm all going to be Beautiful. okay. And then of course something would go wrong. I'm like, Oh, but at least I got walking. And so I think what I, I found again, and I, and I did this with other people that I did talk to. There were actually some people that had had COVID at the time that okay. I was talking to. That were encouraging you. And I, they were encouraging me, okay. but I encouraged them before Good. I got it. And so I just oh, realized great. how a lot of this is that is the encouragement of people. That's almost right. as important as just, having all the other issues going for us. We we sure. really need encouragement from each other. Right. And God puts us together for a reason. Absolutely. You know, the birds of a feather flock together. Well, make sure you flock with the right birds. <laughs> so it's just important to have all of us birds, oh, even oh, the cuckoos that are like, out there. That are that <laughs> the cuckoos can all go together and to encourage each other to make sure they get where they need to be. Yeah. Because it's all about what God wants us and he makes us, a certain way and puts us in certain places at certain times to do that and yeah. as the older i get you know 25 years into a marriage all these sure. things you recognize how did i do this how did god help me do yes. this how did i get here what there, grace but for the did, grace of god he, totally god. i mean Absolutely. i don't know how at all except because of him and so it keeps going back to that and it gets you know you come in fact i just had bought a book on humility and i'm just like oh it's, it's, gosh and i had had a book on humility before and i never really <laughs> wanted to open it and i'm like okay i really but, she, but you were realized, too stuck up to read it yeah, i know <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you don't recognize the, sure, the impo- of course. Of how, until you've been really humbled. Of course. Humility is a great thing because it's like, I'm so far down now. I got to see what this is about. Wow. So I just keep going. So, but, so how long did you quarantine? Like, how long were you literally saying, listen, family members, I need to be like alone. And what did you like? How did your family did you have any inner like were you did they nail the door shut from no, the outside no, no, no i mean a, it was a cup a, of the string and you just saw y'all talk to your phone yeah. was the food delivered through a window oh, you know cute. you know it's so, funny too because we had had this whole little episode in june because my son uh-huh. got it then and so he's okay. a 20 year old boy okay and we just knew wow. he was going to get it and he got it and it made us really upset because we were supposed to go on a little family vacation which didn't wow. happen and so we were stuck in the house with him and at that time no one really knew how this thing really worked. And so sure. it was a definite, we're not letting you out of the room for 10 days. Yeah. And now looking at what we did to him, I really feel badly because, <laughs> I mean, at least we realized with me, I could wear a mask and possibly go downstairs and pick up my own sure. something at a time, okay. you know, different times. Okay. And eventually, especially the last three days when I was definitely not showing anything, because I was 10 days of being away from getting out, I went into the backyard. So I took my little oh, sure. walking okay, tread and did the backyard. And we don't have a big backyard, but I got... Two miles of walking wow. and, and, you and I raked leaves. Yes, <laughs> I was, my good. husband was kind of. What are you doing that for? And it was just like, well, you're not because I'm okay. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm just like I can do it. And I just, it's kind of a. It was proof to me, <laughs> which is funny now that my energy and everything is back, and I'm just like. Don't want to do any of this. I, just, I lost my desire. I'm, I'm alive I'm now. It doesn't matter anymore. Hard. I just I thought I was going to die. This is 
There's no reason to I prove to, it to myself. I need myself. to relax from almost dying. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so let me ask then, because at some point, of course, probably multiple times, you know, something hit you that before you realized how how hard it was going to hit you or, or less it was going to hit you, that, you know, death was a possibility. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you go, did you do what, you know, Catholics do they get how did you when had you been to I don't ask any yeah, no, questions I, I actually I just been to confession but, right before okay. Christmas so, so I mean that gives you peace so I was like 23rd yeah yeah but I mean you know I definitely and you had been gotten able a to blessing get, I got over angry at people internet, since then I had done was, all these things yeah no I yeah and I got the blessing which apparently to you was a signal of doom yes and that <laughs> well I mean I've, I always unfortunately see good good situations as bad situations so this thing good happens like oh no I get a kick out of that because I mean, that's it's pretty just, funny yeah well that's just how I live I saw an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where that's all he did every time something good would happen to him he'd be like oh no something bad's gonna happen so wow. I I wow. do not particularly care for really good things. I like nice. Wow. I like everything. So, was there calm. anything new Catholic wise that you that you? Okay, so you said you watched masses. Yes. Did you did you discover? Did you learn anything new? Did well, you discover a new saint, a new devotion? Is there anything that you just went, wow, that's a that's a fruit of of this time of introspection or worry or whatever? I mean, I'm not sure if it was new. I think I. I I maybe maybe renewed got, renewed or just got deeper. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like every time you do something that causes you to think a little more about sure. who God is, you're just able to see a little better. So <clears throat> just even going to adoration, as soon as all this was over, I was able to go to adoration, I guess, a few Beautiful. days ago. And it was just one of these times where I could see, you know, here he is and he's with me and I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And my family's okay. And I'm just so grateful and grateful. Gratitude. Yes, the gratitude, gratitude issue gratitude. is huge. I, I just... I, I promised some things to God um, while I was going through that, and now I'm Beautiful. I'm looking at him like, well, how am I going to do that now? And and <laughs> so I'm just having to rethink. He'll how help to, you. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. So it's just the gratitude issue is is huge, and and just recognizing that again, it's all in God's hands. And if I can just encourage people to keep putting themselves in God's hands and letting absolutely. Our Lady guide them, and just she's she's our friend. She's our she's our mother. I mean, she loves us more than our mothers. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that concept if it can just sink in right and I, i'm seeing that more too that most of our most of my spirituality is that i have to be constantly aware that i got to give myself more to it i can't just expect because i say these words and because i go to this mass and because i you know it, i can get all the information i can know it all but unless i just let myself go deeper into letting god take care of it um i'm just going through the motions i truly need to just keep giving myself to him and that I think that was almost a gift for that. It was, that that's, yes. you know, one of the things I like to approach, uh, my approach to a lot of things is, what's the lesson? Julie's yeah. always hearing me say, what's the I lesson? Know. What's the lesson? It's what's almost lesson? irritating. I know it yeah. is. <laughs> but I have He's to keep like, what myself. is Jesus trying to teach us? And I say, I don't care what Jesus wants and to although teach although I think you've answered a lot of that, the, the, this next question I'm going to ask, yeah. um, what lessons have you, did you learn? Yeah. Some of them you may have uh, uh, practiced them for just a little bit, but, but others maybe you're keeping. If you were to share one or two lessons that you've learned uh, for some of our listeners out there, you know, who may go through this or maybe going through it right now. I, yeah. I don't know yeah. what, what kind of encouragement or what kind of lesson, what do you think you, you learned personally from this? Um, I, I just think again, it's, it's the gratitude, the gratitude of just having life and knowing that God has given it to me for a reason. And I need to go to him to know what it is mm-hmm. to do. And every day waking up and, asking God, what is your plan for me today? And, and right. help me submit to that and follow your will. I mean, I, I think my, my understanding has always been that, but not again. It's I think it's the deeper sense for this, and I think all of us are on different paths getting mm-hmm. to that. It's not as if 
we've all, um, you know, people may be way ahead of me on this or, or people may just be learning it. You know, we, mm-hmm. we all have different reasons that we're where we're at in our lives with God. And sometimes it's the suffering that really, and I know that that's probably the ultimate, and I hate it, but it's true. It's in suffering <laughs> that we see God the clearest. Sure. And it, it just makes me cry, you know, so many mm-hmm. times to think of how hard it is to suffer. You don't want bad relationships with your family. You don't mm-hmm. want bad um, understandings with situations that you can't deal with or do anything or health issues that other sure. people may have that you can't help. But in that, you see how God shows us his love the most because he's with us. And um, it's all meant to let us see him. And I think we get too distracted. I think that was my other interesting part of all this is realizing I needed good distractions. And as much okay. as I was doing, you know, the spiritual things, I was praying, I was mm-hmm. trying to make sure, I, and I, I just knew God was with me so many times, I needed things that were funny. I needed things that were just of of a good nature. So I, mm-hmm. I watched these Turner Classic movies oh, yes. that were all these old <laughs> movies. And I was like, this is a good one. This is a good now, You know, I could go through and I was like, this is, you know, there's a t- bunch of junk on TV and you get the good stuff. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden you're just and just given a little more hope that people yeah. out there, there is joy and there is good. And there's there's a life that can be lived in all these ways. And, um, and also I, I have these old books and I, I mean, I'm. I'm actually too young for what she wrote, but it's funny how she's, I've got her books, Irma Bombeck. She was a lady that wrote about <laughs> having a family and dealing with things. And some of the stuff that she wrote is right on exactly the stuff that I deal with between my children, <laughs> my husband, how we do things. And it, it would just make me laugh. And I was just needing to have something that made me laugh yeah. and realize this is life. It's not like I'm mm-hmm. alone. It's not like I'm the only one that's ever gone through this. And even mm-hmm. right now, I'm sure I'm not the only one having to think out how am I going to get through COVID if I'm in it right now and started? Right. And and I know, I mean, I have other friends that had just gone through it and they were very supportive in what they had gone through. So I just think it's, it's just that kind of thinking that we have to be just, you know, there for each other, however that is, whether it's to make a meal. I did promise to make a meal for someone and I did, but I actually promised to make two meals. So I got to get another meal out to somebody. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide now which of the people that are struggling may need it. But it's just funny how you start to realize because I'm always thinking I can't make meals for myself, but it's like, no, there are other people that could need a meal and you could do it. And that sure. was helpful. So, and I had a friend who actually did bring me a meal that was, that had, I had brought something over when she'd had it back in the summer. And I was like, oh my gosh, that felt so good. And it's just, it's interesting how you see these little, little bits of kindness from people that just mm-hmm. kind of make you feel like you're taking care of God is going to take care of you. And even mm-hmm. right now in saying that, I like, I forgot, I need, I wanted to write all this stuff down while it was happening. So I could remember to be grateful afterwards. And I didn't. So if, you know, again, if other people are out there, maybe they should write well, it maybe down. Well, talk, maybe talking about it reminds you of the things that you experienced. That I need to do. I know. I do. Right, right now I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, i got to make Absolutely. that meal. And i got to make sure. You can always hear the podcast of the show as you're reminded yeah, of what you right. need to write down. That's right. You know, I don't think I can even listen to myself. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking because we, we're, as some people are remarking, we're laughing through this experience because I think you can always laugh about it later. You know how oh, people yeah. always say, oh, 10 years from now, we're going to think this is so hilarious yeah. Yeah. over something that's just making you cry and you're devastated and upset. Yeah. Um, do you think you could pinpoint what your biggest fear was when you were, I mean, was it literally dying or, or, or dying, I don't know, without the sacraments or, you know, what was your biggest fear? Because I know our our Catholic faith is so consoling. No, you know what what I mean? I think I was more concerned about my parents and my aunt and people I had been around. So you were worried about other people. You were worried about what, what, if you were to pass what well, not even so much if I was to pass. I guess I, I just didn't quite, I might have thought I was going to die, but I didn't really know how that was all going to pan out. You know, I, I guess I might not have gone 
And if I was going to die, I figured it would be quick and I'd be kind of out of it because I'd be tired and they put me on a machine. I'd be gone. You decide, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go like lightning. Hopefully it'll work this way. You know, but I I mean, the fear of of being on a machine, that kind of thing, just kind of, because I know that my head, I just think You have an imagination, Teresa Morris. So I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, what, what was going through your mind? But I was worried that they're, that because of being around me, they might've gone. And I'd had that fear before. Mm -hmm. And I think that may be a fear. In fact, I know one of my daughters had this fear because she had this experience with a roommate of hers that if you give it to someone else that's elderly, especially a family member Mm -hmm. and it's a parent that you've caused their death, that you are now responsible for the death of another person. Right. I think being except that that's not Catholic to think that. Right. Because I mean, if you really truly believe that God is in control, his timing is absolutely perfect. Right. His providence is beyond all understanding how in the world could you say, well, I, I cause, yes, there is a certain amount of personal liability. He does give us free will, but you can't possibly, right. I, I mean, but that, I think in a way it's, that it's like putting yourself think, in control and in God's right. and I, position. But I think that's where the devil comes in. I think exactly. he, uses, oh, yes. he uses our imagination and he lets us see things that make us then feel less than who we are. Mm-hmm. And we are children of God. And right. I think that was actually, I went to the mass yesterday. Y'all were yes. very just very good at inviting people to. And um, and the priest just gave the most incredible sermon on our being children of God, that we are more children of God than we are children of our parents. And it was the way he <laughs> said it. I mean, he just it's imprinted in your heart. You belong to him. Oh, yes. He and talked about tattoo like that tattoo. On no, your I heart. remember hearing that. Part. And yeah. I, I just thought, if you belong to God more than you belong to anybody, how is he going to allow anything to go wrong? And yes, right. things will go wrong in the human way, but he's going to take you to him. And I, I think I had a little bit of a feeling of that when I did feel the the peace that was going on while I was going through it. So uh-huh. I guess that's what I would say to the, all of this is that as we continue to pray, God will give us that peace somehow. Right. And it doesn't seem like he will. I mean, I know that I'm mm. constantly and that Jesus, I trust in you. Yeah, I trust in you, Jesus, mm. as long as I'm feeling For okay. For this one more second and then yeah. I'm going to like freak yeah. out. And again. if I know that my mom or my dad are on a, <laughs> on a machine and it was my fault, what am I going to do? And so it was kind of a, a weird thing that I had yeah. to let go and say, just take care of God. I can't do it. I can't think of that. I got to think of something else. So then I would turn on. Turn, but you know, movies. there's so many people <laughs> who live life like that. And, mm-hmm. and it's understandable for, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Maybe a lot of us don't know our faith. Maybe we don't have any faith at all. Maybe we've had really bad experiences, maybe heartbreaking experiences, bad backgrounds, um, just trauma of some sort. And you literally live second by second. We were just like, okay, this, in this one moment, I'm going to trust my myself to Jesus and then and then two seconds later you're worrying about something else. And I think it's a real testimony to the power of constantly doing that. Jesus doesn't say you're gonna consecrate yourself to Saint Joseph and you're gonna be protected for forever. Mm-hmm. You're gonna constantly be thinking because we're human and we're fallen and we're broken and we forget, you need to be reminding yourself, even if it takes second by second, God is in control. God loves me. He's going to do the very best thing. I should not be afraid. If God is for us, who can be against? I think if we keep telling ourselves that he sent his mother to be with us, she's right here. We have a guardian angel. We have patrons. We have angels around us at all times battling for our souls. God wants the very, very best thing for us. His will is perfect. That takes away a lot of the second by second anxiety. And if we can keep doing that and, and well, be perfectly okay, fine say, with the idea that yeah. we've got to do that if uh-huh. we're freaked out all the time right. is a really good thing. To, it, it it's is. not a bad I, thing to say, well, I have to just reassure myself every two seconds. Right. I do, though, think that between the, the walking 
and the just, you know, drinking whatever I drank or eating whatever I ate or whatever it is that had mm-hmm. these distraction mm-hmm. abilities, with the, the TV stuff on TV. Just there are certain things in just human life that, of course, God created as well right. to help us keep going. Because sure. sometimes when we do right. go a little too deeply and just prayer, 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 we can start thinking of all the things that can go wrong. And I'm mm-hmm. very bad at using prayer at times to just keep thinking of, oh, no, another person, another person sick, another person. Mm-hmm. How is this ever going to end? The whole world depends on my prayer yes, right now. If I don't pray right now, it's all going to go down. In fact, <laughs> I, used, I had a priest who once said, Teresa, Jesus already saved the world. Like, oh, okay. You don't have to I don't have cape. to do it. Darn it. I thought that was my job. Anyway, so since I don't have to save the world, I do have to be just happy that I'm alive right. to some degree. And I have, and other people need to be happy that they're alive to the degree that God has given all of us this life and we are here to live it for him. And that's, again, Absolutely. another gift that we've got to be very it's grateful for. I, I do want to, because uh, we're going to continue on just a little bit in the after show, after we go off the Absolutely. air, mm-hmm. to encourage more people to listen to you, Facebook Live and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, like I mentioned earlier, you know, God has a plan for us all. Absolutely. And, and tr- we try and stick to that plan. And God has an A plan for us. And I remember Father Wade Menisa says, well, yeah, but quite often we fall off and we do our own thing and we get off the track of that A plan. Sure. So he recalculates and we, he's got a B plan for us. Right. And we fall off of that one. He's got a C, he's got a D, he's got a D. Right. All these are the plans for us, but we have to continually strive for that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the ultimate goal of ours to be ending up in heaven. Uh, not everybody is going to have the exact same experience that you had. Right. Right. Definitely. So we continue to keep those people in prayer that are currently, like you mentioned this morning, Monsignor Mike. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. I think sure. he's got some health challenges, but we need to keep all of our, everybody we know, not just our priests, of course, our very our priests, but everybody we know that's going through and, and suffering and experiencing mm-hmm. COVID uh, because we would love to have and be neat if we had, you know, somebody else on here as well to share their experiences. But but people, get people yeah. to grasp, you know. Yeah. Well, I would just say, as you say that, I just think cancer is a huge thing too. I oh, just yes. realized if I mean, we, Yes. If we get diagnosed with cancer, how do we feel? I mean, I haven't had that unfortunate situation and I wouldn't want it, but mm-hmm. I can just imagine from people I know who've gone through it and just the fears at times when I've thought of it, sure. what that does to you. And I think it's mentally, we're just in our own little world right now because all we hear about is this COVID thing. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's all sorts of other things going on to all yeah. sorts of people. That are kill- that's killing many more people yes. than COVID is. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And people that haven't gotten treated. I heard a horrible mm-hmm. story about that. Anyway, not I, I think my, my issue with all these things is, again, back to what you're saying. We have to know that God is in control and we that have to just keep putting it back at him. And we have to just know that and continue to be... Trust and surrender. Yes. It's what Richard and I say all the time. Trust and surrender. And it's not because we knew better. He just taught us that. Amen. So we got about 20 seconds left in our on-air version of the show. I do want to remind our listeners, again, keep everybody that's dealing with COVID, uh, especially Pat and Sylvia Villarreal. Pat's yes, need, Pat's really, really, really need your prayers. If you go to Mass today, God please lift them up during uh, the elevation of, of the Holy Eucharist during Mass today. We're going to continue on in just a few seconds after we go off the air, because I still want to ask you a few more questions about your experience, but I want to thank you for, Thanks, for sharing Teresa. with us your time. Thanks, we love you. Thanks for being sweet. on the show today. All right, folks. And we'll be back in just a few seconds. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk.
little pigs, Dory. Three little pigs were listening to Catholic radio on the GRN and heard that the GRN was raffling off a 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. So they went to grnonline.com, bought five tickets for $100, and waited for their name to be drawn at the end. So, who's your favorite GRN station manager? I like them all, but especially Joe McClain. Confessions at 5. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Dr. Sheila Hernandez and Children's Dentistry at Hausman Village for their sponsorship of Catholic Radio in San Antonio. Dr. Hernandez provides specialized dentistry for children and adolescents in a child-friendly environment. Dr. Hernandez serves infants, children, and teens in San Antonio, including the surrounding communities of Helotus and Bernie. She can be reached by calling 210-694-2700 or by visiting TXKids.com. That's TXKIDDS.com. Men, save the date for February 20th, 2021, as the Central Texas Fellowship for Catholic Men present their ninth annual men's conference at St. William's Parish in Round Rock. Mass will be celebrated by Bishop Joe Vasquez, and there'll be three amazing speakers, Dr. Tim Gray, Matt Burke, and John Sablin. For any special request, or if you would like to be an event volunteer, email info at centexcatholic.com. For more information on this great conference, visit centexcatholic.com. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.